Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. I've got Nico in Tromso with us in Norway. We're going to have a quick discussion about our first defeat of the season against Crystal Palace. So uh, welcome back, Nico. How are you doing? Thanks, Ray. I'm good. Good, good. I'm good. Yep. Okay. So, Nico, I wanted to talk to you about the match, just get your thoughts. So, first of all, talk about the formation where he, it looked to me like he had three defensive midfielders in uh, Winks, Hoiberg and uh, Skip. So, what did you think about that and also about, the, you know, the general formation? Yeah, it's too defensive, I think. Yeah, I, um, I echo your thoughts about three defensive players uh, and problem is they cannot uh, progress up the pitch. They're not uh, passing the ball forward. So it's unbalanced and we didn't have any attacking intent either. So it was uh, way too defensive, I think. Yeah. When um, Nuno took the job, he said we were going to bring the Tottenham DNA back into the team and, you know, be attacking and everything. So how can you say that on one hand, on the other hand, play like a defensive team? You know, I know he had Bergwijn was injured and Sonny was injured, etc. So he was hampered, but uh, it didn't seem like a very attacking um, formation to me. Why do you think he went so defensive? Hmm, it might be he doesn't trust Anobele quite yet, and the same with uh, Brian Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably it's because of the the experience with the uh, Winks, and uh, but he's not good enough. Just not good enough. I don't care if he's experienced. Uh, same with Davis when he came on. I don't want to see him play for Tottenham Hotspur. It's not good enough. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to Davis and everything like that. But just talk about the first half and yeah. um, just give us your thoughts about the first yeah. half. You know, you know, I, th- I don't think we had a shot on target in the whole match. But first half, Harry Kane had the fewest touches other than Eric Dyer. You know, Dyer went off injured. Just talk us through the first half then. Yeah, I think we started okay. Like we had we had organization, but. We didn't have any penetration going forward. That was the problem. And not enough support when we came forward. So they were very isolated, uh, the, the front players. But uh, I, th- I thought we had decent control in the first half, mm-hmm. I have to be honest. I, and despite the, um, the loss, I, I think the centre-backs, you know, Roden did okay when he came in for Dyer. I didn't see the, the major problem there. So... I was I wasn't optimistic, but I was a bit. Uh, I thought if he just adjusted in in the break, uh, this was going to be a decent chance still. So, but not enough uh, going forward for me. Yeah, so. I mean, if you if you come up with it, what did that formation tell you when he started the match? Did he did he, was he just content for a draw? Was it? Do you think he actually yeah. wanted to win the match? What do you think about that? I, I still think he has the priority of defense first with protecting the center backs. And now we are uh, shuffled also uh, the center backs. So the protection and that also enables the full backs to, to go forward when you have three as defensive minded. So I think he, he probably thought about going direct on the counter attack hmm. and just hoping that the, a bit of magic from the front players, but it's, it's not enough. We need one more central defend uh, midfielder to to come up 
Yep. Uh, yep. We need Andon Bella. That's yeah, we do need Andon Bella. We do. So tell us yeah. about Eric Dyer. I mean, he looked quite good, actually. And then, unfortunately, a bit of yeah. a bad throw out by Loris. He had to stretch for it, you know. What yeah. did you think of that injury? And that, do, do you think Loris was to blame for that? He was a bit uh, too stressed there. I think it was a bit too long in front of Dyer. Having yeah. said that, Dyer is not very quick. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give the blame to to Loris. He should mm. have had a bit more subtle with the pass there. Yeah. So, but I think Dyer. I have to be totally honest. I was a bit sitting on my couch thinking, "Come on." You know, I thought it was a big deal when I saw yeah. it first. So. Mm, yeah. but, uh, it must have been pretty big for him to come off. But let me yeah. ask you a question, Nico. We played three defensive midfielders, like you, as you said, Skip, Hoiberg, and uh, Winks. And then we had a back four as well. So even then we looked quite open. They were cutting through us easily. What was the problem? Yeah, They had think, chances yeah. and everything. They, they looked really threatening. So even though yeah. we had basically seven pit defenders, why did they still manage to you know, make chances and everything? Yeah, but because I, I think that the fullbacks they, they they weren't good enough coming forward either. Because you have that width there. I, I thought maybe we should, we tried to double on the flanks mm. uh, at some point because we had three defensive midfielders, but mm. it just didn't perform. And I remember very specifically when Winks came um, over the the midfield and he played that straight pass okay. uh, on the counter. And I thought yeah. that that's the moment you, you need to be precise with yeah, these. Exactly. Yeah. That so, was an easy ball to play and he and he, yeah. he couldn't play he couldn't play it, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> How do you think our new right back Emerson Royal did? I mean he obviously Wilfred Zaha is one of the best players in the Premier League very fast, but how do you think Royal did in his first match? He started well, but then he lost a bit of control. I think Zaha got the better of him eventually. Mm. But he, he has to. You have to just give him time. It's it's sure. such a big difference with the pace and power of the Premier League. So I was a bit, to be honest with you, Ray. I was a bit surprised he started because I thought maybe he would start Tanganga uh, still at right back and Roden. Uh, yeah. For, you know. So but maybe that's, doesn't, okay, maybe he doesn't trust Roden. Yeah. Let's yeah. come to the. Uh, let's talk about the the sending off now um, of Tanganga, which. I wanted yeah. to ask you, do you think that was the turning point in the game? I know, obviously, 10 against 11, you'd say will, but do you think that was the... Re- Firstly, was it a sending off? Do you think it were two bookable offences? Do you think that was the right decision? Yeah, it was the right decision, but I have to be uh, um, supportive because I think he, he's not experienced yet. I think he did, did a, had a decent match with fine margins. The first one, I loved him for it. A hockey tackle on Saha. <laughs> I think that was beautiful, to be honest. Yep, but, and the yep. second one, it, it's just slight uh, judgment uh, error. It, it's a bit slow there, and it is a card, but then again, he, he will learn from that, I think. I think. Yeah, and some people here are saying he could have been sent off for the first offence because he put his hands on Zaha's face and all that. What do you think about that? Of course, but no, I loved it. So, yeah, yeah. Very good. And, and another thing was um, there was bad management from uh, our friend... Um, Nuno, because when he got the card, the first card, he was very sort of um, still arguing with Zaha. He was looked really uptight and aggressive and all that. And some people are saying, you know, Nuno should have said, okay, I'm going to take him off because he's going to do a rash tackle. He's going to be sent off. But Nuno didn't do any, anything. Do you think that's valid or not? No, I think he was right to, to leave him uh, on okay. because he has to manage to have a card. That's that's normal. And yeah. I think he was he was composed. 
Saul was so childish, like yeah, yeah, Zaha. But that's his job. He wanted to wind him up, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I don't know if he lost his composure. To be honest, maybe he did, but it was very, very fine margins there. With uh, he broke, we broke in front, and then it was just a bit too, too aggressive. Yeah, maybe it was deliberate, but you know yep. that's where it goes. So. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you will get more chances for sure. Okay. Um, you said okay. So two cards. It was a sending off offense. Do you think uh, after that we 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 brought Ben Davis on? I mean, what do you think about Ben Davis coming in as a defender? Yeah, I have to moderate myself. Uh, yeah, remember this is a no swearing channel, so keep, don't yeah, swear. I just I don't get it. Why we still have Ben Davis and. Okay, you can argue he's a squad player, blah, blah, blah. But what is he doing there with his arm out? This is just, uh, I can't defend it. I watched the replay. I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was like, take your arm in, take it in. What the hell are you doing? You're ruining the, I don't get it. It's just, he's experienced as well. So I was was it. Cam, hi Cam. Um, Cam I've got Nico in Norway yeah. and it's myself. So how you do? Cam's in Florida, Nico, so please be introduced. Hi. Hi Nico, how are you? I'm nice, uh, Cam. I'm very jealous about you living in Florida, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Norway's a nice place too. <laughs> so, yeah, so, for sure. Cam, we were just talking about um, Tanganga sending off. Did you think it was a warranted sending off? I think he was lucky to survive the the, the the first incident where he smacked him in the face. Yeah. Um, and I could have been ascending off too. I've seen that given. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he no one spoke to him or calmed him down or, or whatever is um, poor leadership, really. Poor leadership from the captain, specifically from, from Lloris coming out and telling him to calm down. And from Nuno, I mean, if Nuno could see that the guy had lost it, because after that he looked like he had lost it, he should have t- he should have taken him off. Yeah, no, I agree with you. We were just saying that though he should potentially have taken him off. But um, um, just to go over a couple of things we said, Cam. I mean, um, what, do you think about, um, what did you think about uh, Nuno playing three defensive midfielders in the formation? Well, I mean, I think and I'm sure you guys probably discussed it, but what, yeah. when you saw that team come up sheet put out, you could see no player that could um, take us from defence to attack. There was nothing, nobody that could transition. It was just like, you know, it, it was just a complete disconnect. It was like a, a, a no-man's land in between in the middle where they're all defenders and then there's a couple of people who might attack. And I, I know that Mora tried to run around a bit early on, but even he gave up after about, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. And it, it was the most disconnected team I've seen us put out for a very long time. And I'm, I'm sure that's probably what you guys have been yeah, saying Nico too. was saying exactly the same thing and Nico what if somebody had, if Jose Mourinho had put that team out everybody was saying what a defensive coach what a horrible coach mm. you know was that a baby Mourinho team then yeah what's the difference to be honest mm. uh, he, he had to choose uh, another player but having said that who because obviously don't trust Andobele to to start the match so who Maybe Brian Hill or the play Ali higher up the pitch. That's probably the, the thing we could do. But yeah. I, I think most people will be concerned having Winks uh, and uh, Hoybier and uh, um, 
Skip. Skip in, in all three of them playing basically the same role. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all three of them. I mean, uh, uh, we were already struggling to score goals when we had Skip and Hoybier at the back together because uh, there was still a bit of a uh, a, a change in transit. You know, the, they still couldn't see where the transition was going to come from. But putting Winks in there as well, it's completely went in there to, to not score any goals. And I think the biggest concern is only scoring three goals in four matches. Um, and now conceding three is um, you really all through the match. I don't know about you guys. You've got to wonder where were the goals going to come from? And I, I, I don't know whether you discussed this or not, but the first half we had three touches in their penalty box, only three. Um, during the whole match, apparently we had two shots. I didn't see the second one. I saw one lame shot from uh, uh, Mora um, against their 18 shots by Palace. Um, all I can say is that if that Gallagher had I knew how to finish, uh, um, uh, they would have had a lot more chances and may, probably would have made it up, uh, the scoreline even more embarrassing. <laughs> but the, the, um, the worry must be, though, Ray and Nico, is um, where are the goals going to come from? I just can't see it. Yeah, we no, I can't see either. I mean, this is the thing we were talking about, Cam, and I asked Nico as well, that why he doesn't trust on Dombele now to play him. So what happened was we're, we're two, we're one nil down. He didn't do anything to try and change the game, try and bring some attacking players on, try and change the formation. What do you think, Nico? Then yeah, I come to Cam. Very worrying because we, we have now lost 26 goals. Vinicius and Bale is gone. And yep. who are going to score those goals? Also, I would add Kane. He didn't look very good today. Did he look like Nico? Did he look like somebody who wanted to be playing for Tottenham? That was my question, to be to be perfectly honest. And um, when either of them are injured, mm-hmm. uh, we just look so impotent going yeah. forward. And I don't think uh, Bergwijn would be any different than Mora, the same player basically. Yeah. They, they don't have an eye for goal, so it's it's a worrying worrying sign, to be honest. I think so. So, Cam, if Kane is not scoring, where are the goals coming from? Well, they were coming from Son, but I mean, now he's injured. Um, and we don't even know how long he's out for. But um, on the point that you just made about Mora, uh, uh, Nico, he hasn't scored since March. The last time he got a goal was in March of this year when he's been playing more or less consistently. Uh, interestingly, um, ever since we sold Lamella, he started, suddenly found his striking boots. That was he joint top scorer in La Liga right now, I think. Uh, I think that uh, league suits him, doesn't it? <laughs> Yes, I think that league suits him. The, 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 the you know the speed of the league and all that yeah. suits his type of play. But um, Cam, I mean, why didn't we when we went one nil down? We didn't try and. I mean, Luna just standing there doing nothing. I mean, what's going on there? Well, I mean, I think you, you, uh, when I came into this conversation, you were talking about the handball by uh, um, that took place, and we're putting Davis on. I mean, yeah. um, you know, you've got Winks on. You've got three. Defensive players, you've got, you've got a defender's just been sent off. You're putting on another defensive player. So you're very clear what your tactics are here. Putting uh, Davis on was, I thought, a terrible mistake. Um, yeah. uh, he gave away two of the goals. I think he was culpable for the second one too. He looked like he, he, he uh, sort of got skimmed by the player, didn't he? Um, very easily. The handball, every single player you see nowadays has their hands behind their backs. They all stand. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he can't do that, can he? Uh, no, but he can stand like this, though, with his hands right yeah. out. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's beggar's belief, doesn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, can, can Nico, is, just one second. Nico got, bought a good point about the formation. Why didn't he keep Tanganga at right back? 
and uh, play Rodon at the centre with Dyer. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think it was an opportunity to give uh, Emerson a run out. I suppose you okay. bought a new player, you spent thirty million on him or whatever it is. You've got to start using him. Did he have a good game? Was he better than say Aurier? Probably not. I mean, but it's his first game, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to give him time. It's his first game. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think there's two things here. One is that maybe the g- tactic that he was playing was to have the wingers running forward, you know, have the have the have the fullbacks coming forward and being the extra attacking yeah, option. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't think either of them did that very well today. I thought Bregelon had a very average game, uh, especially going forward. He couldn't even beat the first player. He couldn't put a cross in. He didn't put any crosses in. Um, and I can't remember Emerson putting anything in, to be honest. And he was more on the basis that he was a good going forward too and uh, had the skill of putting in these great balls in the box. Maybe that's what uh, his tactics were today, was to use the uh, two fullbacks as bombing forward yeah. and have three at the back and, and have those other players covering for them. But it didn't work. Yeah, ju- just interacting with you there. I think also if we had a more attacking midfielder centrally mm. uh, with Skip and Hörbjörk, uh, who can spray a pass, it would be probably a bit easier for the fullbacks to get the good balls because they're not very good at passing the ball. They don't have the range or the, what's it called, uh, the urgency, I think, yeah. to go forward. So it's, it's all about the composition, I think. Yeah, the fullbacks had to be parallel with these guys to get the ball because they can only pass yeah. it sideways. They can't thread a ball through so they could yeah. be higher up the pitch, you know, and do some more damage and all that. But I wasn't impressed with, uh, obviously wish Nuno the best, but I wasn't impressed by what he, his lack of r- uh, proactiveness. He was very reactive to things. He didn't bring Hill on. He still doesn't. If he, and if he doesn't trust on Cam, why is he on the bench then? Desperation. So many if injuries. If you don't trust him, why are you putting him there? You're not going to play him. So why is he even there? Yeah. What uh, uh, he's saying is that he would have played him if we hadn't got the red card from Tanganga, hadn't had the rush of madness. <laughs> um, and he would have come on. That is what he his view would be. Um, and I think that as soon as Tanganga got sent off, very clear we were going for a, a zero zero. The question is though, uh, if that's what you're going for, then take Delhi off. You know, yeah. make it very obvious. You know, take take leave an extra defensive midfielder on because basically Delhi had to drop back into the role that Wings was playing anyway, and probably didn't play it as well as Wings was playing it. You know, so I thought it was a bit of a disaster all round. Mm. The problem that we had there today is that none of us Spurs fans watching that game had any clue as to what was going through Nuno's minds and what his long-term tactics are, let alone what his short-term tactics are and where the team is going. I mean, we just, all we knew was eight people in defence and hopefully we get a break and we may get a goal. That's, that's all I could see. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I saw Apparently- nothing. He was playing a diamond with Hobie, Skip and Winks. I don't know where they were in the diamond or what type of diamond that is. But anyway, it's a disc- uh, uh, it was a really, really bad performance. They, it looked like they didn't want it at all. And Nico, I mean, I'm really worried about Chelsea next week. I mean, this could be like a cricket score or something. I mean, this is going to be a thrashing, isn't it? Yeah, the only thing I would say is, of course, there we have a very clear plan. We know how we're going to... Well, you could say that today also, but... Yeah. But maybe uh, are the uh, Romero and, and these players, are they ready for this? Match? Well, they're going to be back in the country one day before, aren't they, Cam? So I don't know if they're going to be fit or ready to play. But if Nuno's meant to be this great tactician, he knows that if I say Crystal Palace, the most dangerous player, Wilfred Zaha, everybody knows that. 
So yeah. there didn't seem to be a plan. It was just leading Royal is just one on one with Zaha. Get past him and you're in the box. So why, why can't he play Tom Gungo there? He was great against. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't understand yeah. that. Because as Cam said, I think he wanted to give Royal a run out, and, and but yeah. I think there could be easier games. But mm-hmm. there's no easy games in the Premier League, are there, Cam? No. Did you want to talk about how uh, this is the first win for Crystal Palace in God knows how long in six years against Tottenham? Is it in the league, Cam? That's right. Yes, I think that um, Palace have in the league. I don't think they've beaten us since 2014. Yeah. Um, and so it's very big news for them. Uh, mm. Pretty poor news for us, though, isn't it? I mean, it wasn't the problem for us. Is it's a three-zero thrashing. Um, they did beat us two and a half years ago in the FA Cup, as yeah. they'd like they'd like to remind us. But uh, this was really three points dropped, I think. But not just that. It was also we've lost that slight goal advantage that we had now we're back down to to zero <laughs> yeah and also it's the first london derby they've won for a long time i think i can't remember when but they've lost a lot of london derbies but yeah. nico i mean let's assume that we won't beat chelsea and i think arsenal win their next next match and if arsenal beat us they'll be on the same points as us so we could be laughing at them but it could all change very quickly couldn't it nico yeah, it's early days, but the, the, there are huge question marks now. Uh, but obviously, we know this. Uh, the squad is very vulnerable when we have either Son or Kane missing. That's just mm-hmm. a fact. I think also we have to take into consideration that, of course, this situation with uh, the defenders being... Uh, way in uh, in Brazil and all the, mm-hmm. because he had a very set back four, but but they weren't the major problem. It was going forward was very disappointing. I think. Yes, I, I mean just to add to that, Nico. I think if we do not get Son back very quickly, if we don't have that outlet, somebody who can hold the ball, who can run with it like that, there is nobody else that does what he does in that team. Um, and uh, I, I mean, the, the biggest problem that we had today was again about possession. I think we had thirty-eight percent possession. Yeah. Um, every time we got the ball, we handed it over because we had no one to pass it to. There was no one ever free or available. And one thing you do get with Son is he does remove some of that pressure. He might lose the ball when he goes forward, but he gives that few minutes, few seconds of pressure off your midfield and off your off your defense to, to sort of like re- reshape themselves. And we just, they had no breathing space today, no chance to get back into shape or to try and, uh, you know, uh, reset uh, to get the ball back because there was just nobody that could take the ball forward at all. Kane was just not at the races. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the Aston Villa match and Douglas Louise got the ball in midfield and was running forward with it and passing forward with it. We didn't have anybody that can do that, do we? No, no. no. What do we do? Like, what do we do when, when Kane or Son is, is out of the team? Because well, we don't do very much, like, it seems like. We just become like a really, really average team. Yeah, but my point is, uh, what's the solution? Like, uh, either if it's Mourinho, if it's Nuno, if it's uh, Conte, whatever. Like, because the other place, they aren't taking the responsibility and, yeah, and, and yeah. actually going towards goal. They're just passing it sideways. You, you take it. No, you take it. And then it's difficult also. Yeah. I want to defend Nuno a bit because... Uh, it's 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 obviously the same strategy as Mourinho. Let's be frank. Yeah. Be compact, counter attack, and then and the man management part would be maybe the crucial difference there to 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 to, to keep a tight knit squad and everything. But uh, the tactics. It's. I mean, this yeah. is a very very similar team to what Mourinho had. So if Mourinho couldn't get yeah. him to do it, I don't see how Nuno is going to get him to do it. 
Is is it a, is it worse team? Because we have, as I said, twenty six goals. Vinicius yeah, Bale and Vinicius goals are not there. It's a worse team, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Well, we've got to give. I mean, Cam, do you think if if it doesn't pick up and we 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 you know we slip down the league, etc., and doesn't pick up, do you think Nuno's going to be in any sort of threat or anything, or not? Or is it too early for that? Well, I mean, it's a really good point because I, I just pick it up on Nico's point and the point you made, taking out um, Son and Kane, um, and uh, the only the next person who scored anything of of significance was Bale. I think he got over thirteen goals in the Premier League, over sixteen in total, and then that dropped down to three um, to Anomaly. Uh, yeah. who got three. So there is basically, if you remove the, someone, 13 goals is significant. You remove that out of the equation yeah. and you've got a Kane who already in four games in hasn't got one yet, um, who seems to be probably out of form or not that interested. Um, yeah. You've really got to understand, ask yourself, well, uh, who's going to step into Bale's shoes? Yeah. Give you that third place striker position. We're going to give you some goals from midfield. Um, and there isn't anybody because Mora hasn't scored for a long time. And Dombele last year, let's face it, didn't do it, is not the person. Uh, Lo Celso is not a goal scorer. Uh, Delhi is, is not a goal scorer right now. Um, who's left? But remember, Paratici is always on his phone making calls, right? So, Who? Who's he making uh, calls to? Paratici. Yeah, exactly. Is he calling? <laughs> Nico, the biggest mistake or the yeah. thing we didn't do is to get a backup striker for, for on Kane. We haven't still got haven't got anybody. It's and obvious. It's, it's, it's obvious. It's yeah. just so obvious. I mean, Danny Ings was available. I don't know why we didn't go for him. It's just yeah. any. Because you. Anyway, Yes, Sorry. we've lost Bale, we've lost a, a proven goal scorer, and we yeah. have no backup goal scorer. That is the position that we're in. Unless we're going to talk about Dane Scarlett, are we going to, is that what we're referring to? Is that who's going to take over? I, I mean, you know, it is a, a big issue. It comes back to what's going to happen to Nuno. I think that um, a couple more games like this, if we do lose to Arsenal who, and give them the opportunity to, to get back in it, um, I think the questions will start being asked. But the next two or three games are going to be pretty critical for, in my, my understanding. You always get away with one. Like today, you can blame the sending off and the, and the craziness and say up until then, you know, we will seem to be holding our own until uh, the 58th minute or well, 76th minute. But um, what happens in the next game is going to be critical. Yeah. Okay, um, Nico, just to finish off now, if he puts that team out and that type of performance to get at White Hart Lane or the Tottenham Stadium next week against Chelsea, there's going to be a lot of disgruntled fans and a lot of booing happening there. It's going to be toxic, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a bit um, reluctant to, to pass judgment on that yet because if Romero comes in, that it might... Yeah, it can change. But do you think Romero can play? I mean, he's going to be one uh, day. He'll be in the country one day before the match. I don't know if he, what training he's been doing. Yeah, but, but I think he has like a personal trainer in is it Croatia? Is it yeah, they're in Croatia. Might might be ready. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a bad. Luna's had a bad game. That's fine. But again, I didn't see screaming or any shouting or anything from the touchline. Just sitting there with his hands crossed. Going to be a very hard match against Chelsea. And we were so poor against them last season. So I'll yeah. take a draw. I'll take a draw now. Yeah. I'll take a draw now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys, we're going to uh, close it up there. Cam, thanks for joining. Any final thoughts on the the match, and also give us your prediction for Chelsea. Well, my final thoughts is is that um, we really need to try and understand 
what Nuno's thinking is, what structure he's going to put forward and what does he actually want to do? Are we playing constantly for a nil-nil and just get one goal and, and, and go forward? Because right now, nobody can see us as an attacking force. Tottenham does not look like an attacking force. They just look like a park-the-bus force. Um, mm. Now, I think that I do not believe that we'll do anything different against Chelsea. I believe yeah. that he will try and park the bus. He'll probably will put as many, as many players as he did in the back line. But I think Chelsea will just have too much for us and we'll probably be losing 2-0. Uh, 2-0, OK. Nico, what's your thoughts for next week? Final thoughts on this match and the prediction for next week? Slightly bit. Uh, this match is just... Uh, I just put a yeah, line put it away. Yeah. and throw it away. And the yeah. next match, I would say, a bit more optimistic than Cam. 2-1 uh, loss. And uh, we play decent football. I'm a bit worried about Lukaku against uh, either of our <laughs> central defenders, to be honest. So, mm. but this is why it's so important that Romero's back, because last year in Serie A, Lukaku didn't have a great time against Romero, yeah. so we do need him back, really. That would yeah. be good. So from my point of view, again, it's going to be a hard match against Chelsea. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say we're going to be able to get away with the 1-1 draw, but we can't defend for long periods against teams like Chelsea, because they'll just cut you That's open right. eventually. You cannot do it. You can do it against teams like Palace, but not against Chelsea. But we couldn't even do it against Palace. But yeah, I just want to say, if we have Endon Bern in the squad, use him. He has yep. to get him ready. He, he, yep. he, he earns a fortune and yep. he needs to step up now. Yep, we need, need him. Now. We've been saying that for three seasons. Though, <laughs> he still hasn't done it, unfortunately. But, yeah, but the thing is, if we play three defensive mid- midfield against Chelsea, it's going to be a painful watch, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, guys. Well, listen, thank you very much. This is Ray from Spurs 951. Thanks to Cam from Florida. Thanks to Nico as well for joining this post-match analysis. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks, guys. Take care and bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.